right now. Don't make sure not to miss. Okay. Uh, how long has it been? Uh, like a, at least a month. At least a month. You know, when I was uh when I started the podcast, and we had a schedule going once every week, and you used to tell me, "Dude, when are we doing the podcast or on a schedule?" I would think to myself that although it might not be true, you wanted me, you had an idea of me, and I tried my, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I tried to live up to that idea of recording a podcast every week. It's, this is, this is from my point of view to, to you, to you. This is a, a personal, okay? I felt like you had a vision of me where I would be recording a podcast with you every weekend. And I felt bad because it felt like I was letting you down and not living up to your standard. But then we took after it, it was like two weeks and you would tell me, hey man, when are we going to record the podcast? And I'll, I would tell you soon. And the, the truth was some days I wouldn't want to record it. And some days the time just wouldn't line up. And I don't know, I don't know if I've done this in the past, but this is definitely the first time I've noticed it where I've been trying to live up to the standard of somebody else. And I don't know how it felt, but this was definitely the first time where I realized and I caught myself in the act. Because in the end, like I said, when people tell me their opinion of me, I don't give a fuck. Why? Because I don't respect them. <laughs> but you, I respect you, so I'm going to take your opinion into consideration. In the end, it matters what I want. If somebody tells me I look like a faggot out in the street, bro, fuck you, dude. I don't respect you, so I'm not going to listen to your opinion. You know, you tell me, hey, man, maybe you should change this. My parents tell me, hey, maybe you might want to do this. I'll take it in consideration because I respect them. I respect their choices. I respect what they what they've done. Uh, so I'm gonna take into consideration. I'm not gonna do what they tell me. I'm just gonna take it into consideration. I might do it. I might not. But after realizing that I was trying to live up to your standard of recording a podcast every weekend, and don't get me wrong, filming recording this is 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 fucking great, dude. I love it. I love uh talking with you but some days some let's say let's say three days out of the week I didn't want to and the other four were just days that didn't line up and if it felt bad I felt bad because it felt like I was letting you down for not being there to record the podcast like I had like you already had a vision of me and I wasn't I wasn't meeting it and it felt bad but then I realized that that I'm we're human I've told you this many times we're only 18 and I'm not trying to justify it you know you do things 18 year olds most 18 year olds don't do I do things most 18 year olds don't do yes I would set myself higher yes I would probably set yourself higher as well either a little bit above or right at my level. But the thing is, the thing is, 
you didn't say, you didn't say that I have to live up to your standard. I put myself in that mindset. I was at my own, my own crumbling factor, my mind where I was like, I have to live up to Daniel Sanders and record a podcast because that's the idea he has of me. And I, I haven't told you this before. I, I haven't told you this before, and I don't think we've ever had this conversation before. For real, it's almost, it's almost been like a month since we've actually like spoken for a while because, you know, got banned from the gym, and then you went on your vacation as well. But anyway, continue. Yeah, but but this type of conversation, as in as in where, where I'm telling you, I was trying to live up to your standard. I w- like, who... I don't know if it was only this situation... Or if it was different situations, and I'm I'm just now realizing it, but it felt I felt horrible for trying to live up to your standard for doing. I'm not saying you want me to do this, right? It felt I I put myself in the mindset that you wanted me to do this, right? You never told me you have to record a podcast. You never told me you have to be you have to do this and have to do that. I was like, Daniel probably wants me to do this, so I'm going to do it. Right. And if I don't do it, I'm going to feel horrible. Because I did something he didn't he didn't want me to do. But in the end, in the end, it matters what I wanted to do. And and in the end, guess where I'm at? I'm doing this not because of you, but because of me. I can respect that. And thank goodness we have this level of friendship where... I can say, hey, man, I don't want to do this. And you respect my choice. And it goes both ways. You tell me something, I'll take it in consideration. And I'll respect your choice because I respect you. Um, And it that was just, uh, I, this is the first time I'm telling you this. And it, I felt if it was a different feeling for me. Was it like... I didn't know that you didn't want to do it. I just figured that you were too busy or you had other things to do. Let's say let's say two days out of the week I didn't want to do it. Two That's days fair. out of the week. Yeah, I mean, some days, especially because we would do it on like Saturday mornings. Like when I get done with the gym that, that morning, all I want to do is sit down and play video games for the rest of the day. So it's like I can't say that I always want to do it either. But um, the thing about me and why I'm such an amazing friend, because when you come to me with an idea, like Josh has been doing these past couple days, you, like when you came to me with the podcast idea, not only am I going to support you, I'm also going to try and make sure that you realize your vision as well as you possibly can. Because like I know how overwhelming you know certain ideas can be when you're like, oh shit, I can't do this by myself. So it's like I'm just here to make sure that you're going to do it the way you want to do it as well, uh, the way you envisioned it. Yeah, you asked me uh, a lot of questions uh, about myself and about the idea that I, I present. Which is, I think, is great. I'll, I'll sometimes I'll be trying to say something, or sometimes Damn, I'll say something. Your arms are looking hella big now. Nah. I'm not even joking. I haven't seen you in like a month. You got like an extra inch on there for sure. Nah, don't. I'm not joking. Uh, this is also something I wanted to get into. Let's and so we haven't seen each other in a month. Yeah, pretty much. What are some mistakes you have committed in the past month? Um. Being a little too indulgent, because like when I, when I quit my job and got banned from the gym, that's about fifty percent. I I spend like 
about 40% of my day at that gym every single weekday. So when I don't work there anymore and I can't work out there anymore, that's a 40% of my day that is just void. Like I didn't know what to do with that day. So for like the past month, I'm like, Jesus, like, what do I do with my time? I'm sitting here in my room playing video games and, um, it's like, but I, I didn't have much of like a, like a choice at that point, or at least it felt that way. Maybe that's the excuse I tell myself, but it's like, yeah, I had to wait until I could start working with, uh, Nathan's dad, Marty. So I was able to pick up another job. Um, but still, uh, I'd gotten banned from the gym and I hadn't been paid yet, so I couldn't go buy a new gym membership. So I had to wait like two more weeks until I could start working out again. And during those two weeks, I was truly just kind of like a, I was, I was, I'd say I was the average 18 year old. That's what, that's what I was for those two weeks. Just sitting here playing video games, not doing much. Two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you why I think it wasn't that big of a mistake. Because you got put down on the floor. You got, you quit your job and then you got banned from the gym. So you would say that's rock bottom. Yeah, it's probably one of the biggest rock bottoms. I'm I'm only 18 or 19, so it's like... You hit rock bottom. And here's the difference between fucking losers and winners. You... You didn't stay down. I would assume you, you you continue to work on your music. You found a new job and you found a new gym. Right. When when guys, when dudes, when they happen, when that happens to them, they will stay down, not for two weeks, but for two months. Sometimes two years. Sometimes two years. And that's what separates you from others. Right. Because you didn't stay down. You didn't stay down. And you... Why, why are you going to sit here and cry about it for two months and wait for something to come to you? Right. Why are you going to do that? It's a waste of time and it's a waste of potential. A fucking waste of potential, dude. Why are you going to sit here and ask yourself, why did this happen to me? And just sit here and play video games all day. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? You didn't, you didn't sit here and, and be like, oh man, you know, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait to see if a job offer opens up. Uh, I'll wait till I get paid to get my membership or whatever. No, bro. You asked, you asked your friend, Hey, do you have, does your dad have a job? You asked, you asked, you didn't get asked. You asked for it. You didn't get asked. And the same thing with the membership. You, you didn't wait. You're like, oh, I'm going to take a break. You didn't try to justify the time you already worked out. Cause sometimes, sometimes I'll, sometimes I fall victim to it. Sometimes I won't lie where I'll be like, I'll be like, you know what? I worked out four days out of the week. <laughs> I won't go in tomorrow. And I've caught myself in the act sometimes where you try to justify your past actions for your current and future actions. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah, I already worked out. I already did this. I won't do it tomorrow. 
And I also recently saw a video where they talked about working out. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How to work out smarter. I haven't actually watched that one yet. It's a great video. I haven't really been listening to... Because like, I would listen to podcasts and music mostly while I'm... Uh, when I was at the gym, because there's not much to do. Not like working out um, when I was working there. And, you know, now that I'm not there anymore, I listen to a little bit less music because now I only listen to music when I'm working with Nathan's dad. And that's like every other day instead of every day. So it's, yeah, it's kind of like I haven't listened to much stuff lately. Now, let me tell you one of my mistakes. So I recently went camping. You didn't work out the entire time while you were camping? I did not. I didn't work. I went on a run one day. Was it like a campsite or? It was a campsite okay. where we had to set up tents and shit. And it was great, dude. It was great. The running, the running part was great because it was, first Fresh off, it was, there. it was a, a place I have never been to. It was in the fucking mountain. Where did you go camping? Um, I think it was Shasta. Shasta Lake. Is that, um, so you went like towards Chico? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Auburn. I... Old Auburn. Okay, I have a pretty good idea where you went. Because, like, I have a, a lake house in that general direction. And and we were at the lake. We were at the lake. And I was canoeing with the girl. No shot. Really? It was a family friend, okay? Damn. Family friend. Hey, that didn't stop you in the past. Uh, that <laughs> uh, And we were canoeing, and we, we had pa- the parents tied up to a big... Uh, a big floaty. It could fit like eight people, and we had it. We were dragging them around the lake with the canoe. They asked us, and we we offered. We that offered sounds that. heavy as hell. Was that hard? It was. It was, and it was a bicep workout, bro. I'll tell you that it was a bicep. <laughs> workout. And uh, and I asked a girl. I asked a girl if I look bigger because I haven't seen her in like four months, three months. What'd she say? And she said yes. Let's go. My first mistake was asking if I look bigger. I agree. And my second mistake was asking somebody I know. Uh, elaborate. Uh, because me and that person don't have the level of friendship where she's she'll tell me the truth. Oh, okay, that makes sense. If you want to get the if you want to ask somebody if you're getting bigger, ask one of your haters, okay? And they'll tell you no, and then you'll have to work harder. The first mistake was was asking, "Do I look bigger?" Because now. I'm gonna try to justify. Hey man, I'm gonna I'm looking bigger. Let me ease off a little bit. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I caught myself in that mistake. Before I said before I asked the question, I'm like, do I really want to ask this question? And I said it anyways. I asked her, do I look bigger? And she said yes. She even asked me if I'm getting stretch marks on my chest. And I said no. no. And the second mistake was because, because she, I don't think she has the balls to tell me you're looking just a little bit bigger or you're, you're not, look, I can't tell the difference. Right. And that was my second mistake. I caught myself in that act. And I also recently went to another family friends. Um, and I, I also asked them, hey man, do I look bigger? 
and he no. said you did it twice i did it twice Jeez. and every single and out of those two times i i asked myself do i really want to ask this question and i fell prey to it anyways because i wanted to hear somebody say yes man you look bigger so i can ease off the workouts hey man you didn't even ask me i just noticed yeah i'll measure your arms after this um and that was it was gosh and i went home feeling a sense of validation which feeling special horrible. by chance special wanted and desired by women and I, I asked myself before I asked the question in my head, do I really want to ask these guys who I know if I look bigger? Let me ask one of my haters if I look bigger. And what, they're going to say, fuck you. <laughs> you look smaller than ever. They're Did gonna, you? No. No, because I'm too scared. <laughs> but that's one of the things. We've... I'm sure you've had this exercise in in high school where the teacher will ask you, go ask 10 people what they think of you to describe you in 10 words. And here I go, going to ask my friends, hey, man, describe me in 10 words. And I guarantee you all those 10 words are going to be positive words. Go ask, go ask, uh... One of your haters, bro. And I guarantee you, one of those words will be cocksucker, bro. <laughs> yeah, but why would you want to ask your haters? Because it's like it's like when you're at home, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. Right. I look fucking huge. The whole mirror lies to you, bro. The the mirror at your house lies to you. It makes you look bigger than you are. And your friends are like that whole mirror. They they tell you what you want to hear. To keep you happy. They tell you what, what they want to tell you to keep you happy. Hey, man, he's my friend. I only have a positive vision of him. And sure. And sure, that's that's all right for a good friendship. But uh, you and me have had arguments in the past. Uh, I've told you how I felt and you've told me how you felt. And that's needed because if if you don't tell me, then who will? If nobody tells me I look like a cocksucker. Then who will? Huh? It's like it's like the like the job thing. Nobody's telling me. I have to ask them to tell me. Right. Nobody's telling me. I have. To, you want to. You want to. You want to look at your flaws to try to fix them. Go ask somebody that you that dislikes you for a different point of view. They dislike you for a certain reason. Ask them what that reason is and try to fix that reason. Let me ask, um, let me ask, uh, well, I think me and Nathan have a better relationship now. Two months ago, I could have asked, Nathan, what do you, describe me in 10 words. And six of those words would have been negative. But now I know I acknowledge those six words. And I would have asked you, Dane, describe me in 10 words. This is just uh, an example. I'm not saying it's true. You would have described me in positive words only but Nathan on the other hand what one of the words would uh, he would describe me would be disrespectful and I would ask him why do you think I'm disrespectful and he would tell me and I would be like okay thank you for telling me I'm going to try to fix that Chad move right there Chad move Chad move on my part for asking 
And Chad move <laughs> on him for telling me. Those that was one of the mistakes I committed. And for like proof of it, you even said that now these past two months your guys' relationship has been better. So it's proof of it working, right? Uh yes. Yes. I'm trying to be uh because the thing is the thing is Nathan will tell me an idea and I won't like it. And I'll fucking try to drill it into my head. Oh, I know like exactly it. what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm trying to keep an open mind. And I'll tell him the reasons why I don't want to do it. Before, I used to tell him, no, stop being a bitch. But now I'll be like, <laughs> no, I don't want to do it because of this, this, and this. And I'll, try, I'll explain myself as to why I don't want to do what he's telling me to do. When we were younger, he would do that shit all the time. But like, he'd be like, you should watch this show or play this game with me. Or we should go do this after school. And I would tell him, like, I don't know, that really doesn't interest me. And then he would really, like, try and sell me on the idea by pointing out things that I could not give a, a damn about in the slightest. So I'm sitting there, like, trying to tell him, like, you're wasting your time giving me these points. Like, these don't interest me at all, so you're just kind of talking for no reason. Yeah, but you used to keep a closed mind, right? You'd be like, no, fuck off, dude. Yeah, probably. But now... He used to tell me to take pre-workout. And I used to tell him, no, I don't want to do it because um, uh, caffeine. And I've had issues with caffeine in the past. And he respected it. He didn't ask me, he didn't ask me anymore. He, he might have to, told me, just try it one time. And I tried it one time. And then I said, Nathan, I don't like this. And guess what he did? He stopped asking me to take it. How, long, how recent was this? Today. Oh, okay. Yesterday and today. The, the past two weeks, he's been telling me to take pre-workout. Not telling me every day. It was just telling me, hey, man, do you want to try pre-workout? And I, I, I would just say, no, I'm, I'm fine. I did not like that shit when I tried it. Uh, it gives me a headache. It gives me a headache. I have a headache right now. I took it today. I have a headache. And then I would be like... But it, this was one of the things that I felt like... It's crazy because it, it felt like it would reflect... When I used to keep a closed mind, it felt like he would keep a closed mind. So he would try to drill, take pre-workout. And I would take, I would try to drill, take creatine. And he would say, no, 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 stop being a bitch, whatever, you're a dick. And I would do the same thing. You and me are, are, are mirror images. I have an open mind and so do you. You come up with ideas and you're not afraid to share them. I come up with that. You and me, we have we have so many similarities. It's as if we were looking in a mirror. So when you're a dick to somebody, they're going to be a dick to you. Why? It's because it's a mirror. It's a mirror. I'm going to keep a closed mind when I'm talking to you. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to respect what you say. So guess what the other person is going to do? Keep right. a closed mind. Not respect what I say. And, and the book, uh, The Go-Giver. It, I really like what you said where Nathan and, and our our other friend Josh, we put in effort and expect them to put in the same effort put in, to put the effort to acknowledge what how good of a friends we are. Right. But in the end, 
You should try to be the best friend you can without expecting them to acknowledge that that you're the best friend that they've ever had. Right. You should you should only you should try to be a hundred percent with everybody. Yeah. No matter if they don't know that they're in the presence of greatness. Because, dude, so, when I went camping, there were there were women there. And and these women are Tyler fans, okay? Mm-hmm. They're hardcore Tyler fans. They're one of those aesthetic type of bitches, you know? Fat, a little bit on the fatter side. Uh, hair covering most of their face. Dirty they're the, bands. They're the type of people that want to feel special by not doing anything special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People who claim they see ghosts. Fuck out of here. <laughs> um... And I was like, I was like, these women don't know they're in the presence of greatness. Look at me. Look mm-hmm. at me. And I caught myself. And I was like, I was like, it shouldn't matter if they don't know, if they don't acknowledge me. It only matters what I do. So guess what I did? I invited them to play Uno. No shot. The BTS version, you know? There's a BTS version of Uno? Yeah. I gotta look this up. What the fuck? You're joking. <laughs> nah. Uh, they got Jungkook on the on the front cover, I think. <laughs> what is it? BTS. Uno. Oh my god, this can't exist. <laughs> this actually exists. That's fucking crazy. And and I, I used to think it shouldn't matter. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, dude. That's so cool. <laughs> it shouldn't matter if if they don't know that they're in the presence of greatness. It shouldn't matter if they themselves don't know that they have a small mind not capable of fully understanding my ideas from for me and the future right it shouldn't matter i should only i should try to be the best hey let's play some let's play uno 30 minutes in hey do you guys want some water yeah i'll I'll grab some water for us whatever it shouldn't matter it shouldn't matter if they don't know that one day they're going to be sucking my dick. That you're Yayo Star. That I'm Yayo Star, bro. Designer of multiple pieces of clothing. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. I, when I was... Uh, before I had read The Go-Giver, it, it definitely would make me angry because, you know, I, I, I have only a few friends, but, like, I have really, really good relationships with my few friends. And I don't tend to make friends super-duper easily and purposefully because... I went to a ghetto-ass high school filled with a bunch of degenerates. So I'm very selective about about who who's going to get my time. Because, you know, I've got, I got a lot of ideas, and I can't have them be squashed by people that can't see an idea. So I, I thought I'd made some of my friendships. I got like four or five really close friends that I would talk to on weekly, daily, if I could. And, um... I would put a lot of effort in these relationships and sometimes I wouldn't always feel this like it was being reciprocated and that would always piss me off because it's like like you have no idea what you're missing out on if if you aren't gonna treat me the way I'm treating you and yeah that, that would always discourage me from being their friend and I would even be like man maybe I shouldn't be their friend anymore and then after I read The Go-Giver um one of the chapters is about uh it's kind of like in the name of the book instead of being a go-getter you're a go-giver 
So it's about what you bring to the world instead of expecting the world to give you something for your actions. Your value is based on what you can give. Exactly. So a- after I'd been able to rationalize those thoughts, it, it it honestly probably made my friendships even closer at that point, which I didn't know that they could. Because I just I would do things without expecting them to do anything back for me. And it's like before I was doing these things because I would expect like, yeah, I'll go do this with them today. That way next week they can do this with me. But instead, it's just like I go with them because they're my friend. If they can't go with me, it's I, I couldn't care less. And it took me a while to, to truly not have that ulterior motive and actually do things out of kindness. And then another thing that really helped was just having more empathy and being like as as least judgmental as I can be because even if they're my friend, I can only know so much about them. I struggle with that empathy. So, so yeah, when I was able to have more empathy, it, yeah, it just makes me less judgmental. So when something does something, someone does something, and it's sometimes I get the adverse effect of that thing, I don't know, I don't immediately assume that they did it to give me that adverse effect. I just assume that, you know, I try to assume that everyone's not out to get me as well. No one, no one necessarily blames themselves. That's one of the things I read in another book that was called like, I have the book in here somewhere. It's just about like how to make friends. I think is literally what the book is called. And um, no one, chapter one of the book is just no one blames himself. So anytime I'm in an altercation with someone, it it always, instead of getting defensive, my first initial thought is to think about, well, why why would they do that? So it, yeah, it definitely makes me keeps me from being hot headed and like, I guess maybe jealous and hurt by people, when I can just kind of step back and rationalize why they do what they do. Uh, good quote. Good quote. Nobody blames themselves. Um, which is funny because I actually ended up needing to have a ridiculous amount of that empathy when I was quitting my job, because the reason I had quit was because my boss was just the most massive pain in the ass ever. And uh, it was one of those moments where I got ridiculously hot-headed. He, uh, he started yelling at me uh, because he didn't think I was doing a good job at my job, which is neither here nor there. Um, I'm willing to grant him that maybe I'm not doing my job the way I should be doing it and that um, that I guess maybe I could do it better. But my problem wasn't with him trying to correct how I do my work. It was that he he accosted me like he he yelled at me and he accused me of not being a man and not being able to talk to him like a man and these were all words that like I have not heard at this point in my life when I think I am a man when I'm 19 years old and I'm doing more than most kids my age are doing so being told straight up that I'm not being a man it was definitely something to consider and I I didn't I, I tried to defend myself when he was yelling at me I never raised my voice to the point of his, um, mostly out of fear. Like, I'm not going to try and act like I'm, not, I'm some guru who can outsmart an adult. He, he genuinely kind of, like, put the strike of fear in me when he was yelling at me the way he did. So I kind of just sat back, and I, I said nothing about it. I just let him yell at me. And when he said I wasn't being a man, I went home with that thought. And I thought about it the whole day. I was like, what could I do to be a man? And the solution that I came to was that the following day, I was going to tell him 
as calm and collected as possible. I was never going to yell at him. I told him uh, that I don't think the way he spoke to me was, um, what's the word? It, it's not something I should have to tolerate from anyone in any circumstance. And I told him that and I said, you have no right to talk to me that way. And I've never spoke to you that way. It's not something I would uh, ever think to do. And uh, yeah, so I figured to be a man, I have to speak to him like a man, even though he wasn't willing to speak to me like a man. And I was able to defend myself when the day previously I was too scared to defend myself. So I made sure that in the end, whether he's right or wrong, I'm still a man about it. And throughout all that, um, I was definitely ridiculously, like, hot-headed about it. Because, like, who the hell is this guy coming into my job that I've been there for four times as long as he's been there, telling me to change up how, how I do everything? And it's like, I guess he's my manager, so that's his job. And, yeah, it... it he pissed me off to no end, but he he doesn't blame himself. He blames me. So I had to kind of sit there with those thoughts and be like, why would this guy have a problem with me? And that allowed me the next following day to be able to go to him. And, you know, I did find out some of the things that, like, made him the way he was. He's a, a gym manager, and this is a pretty, like, nameless gym that we go to. And... Um, you can use, yeah, that one's fine. He just spilled his smoothie all over him. He's hella dumb. But yeah, it, uh, <laughs> that shit's all over you. <laughs> Jeez, that's a big ass. At least it blends in with your shirt. But yeah, I found out, um, it, I was able to be more patient with him because he, he used to be a D1 basketball player. On the East Coast. So, you know, that's where some of the more prestigious colleges are. So, he's a pretty tall guy. And from what I can gather, he's probably really athletic and probably really good at basketball. And now, he's 30 years old with a, with a, with a family living in this pr pretty fucking lame-ass city that we live in. A family. Yeah, he's got a family. And he's also the manager of this really shitty gym. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I could imagine why I would want to yell at a 19-year-old and try and regain some of the power that I've lost in my youth, uh, in my older age. And, you know, that probably sounds really shitty of me, but that's my way of understanding why he would feel the need to yell at me. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's my, that's me kind of talking shit about him. But it's like, this is the information I was able to gather to allow myself to be Empathy. Less, less, I could have said way worse things. I could have said, this guy's a, he's a faggot. I hate him. There's nothing good about him. But I understand that now he's just, he probably doesn't feel as great in life as he expected he would have been. So when he sees a fucking 19 year old kid who is everything he used to be and doesn't see any reason to stop and is trying to find ways to get better and better. Maybe he finds that threatening, and he wants to put me down in some kind of way. But yeah, so empathy was kept me from 
retorting back at him and yelling at him as loud as I could just to talk talk over him. Um, so I went there, calmly collected, and spoke to him like a man, which was a opportunity he did not grant me. Yeah. Um, you said that there was these girls on this trip, huh? Yeah. Were they? I know you said they're kind of chunky, but were they at least like? What are we talking here? Uh, one of them I I really wanted to kiss, and the other one, uh, really liked me. I. I found this out. I've never met this girl before. I've only seen her on the trip, and like I said, when we went to the lake, uh, you could say I was looking better. Mm-hmm. And you can tell you can tell when a girl only has lame dudes in her life. <laughs> you right. can tell because here comes me with with a not clean haircut. Very little muscle on my body. And light acne. Very light acne. Right. And she glorified me. She glorified me. God damn. Because there was this other girl. She is uh, 13. And she went with, with our group. With uh, with my family. Not not my, my direct family. My direct family. My cousin. My, she was my cousin's friend. And she took him, and they were hanging out with these girls, and these girls were 17. And she told me that they were talking about me, which was another mistake. I should have told her to stop and don't tell me what they what they said about me. Right. Why Why exactly? Uh, Just to not get the sense of validation? Yeah, or? get the sense of validation, not try to justify my future failures, my future choices. Right, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they told me that the girl thought I looked hot and that, uh, I'm going to quote, uh, she said that I looked really bad. Damn. You do sometimes though. I'm not going to lie. She's like, yeah, he looks hella bad. I didn't know females said that. I thought that's something only guys said about girls. Uh, she's like a different girl. She's the different one. Oh yeah. She listens to Tyler Crater. She's very different. Yeah. She listens to, uh, that guy who plays mangoes. What? I mean Among Us. Oh, Among Us? Yeah. <laughs> Mangas? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, Corpse. Corpse. Oh, corpse. okay. And and she told me that that uh, the girl who was listening on, on the 17-year-old's conversations, she's telling me that, that they like me and that they, that they all have a crush on me. And one of them, who I like, I'm not sure if she has a crush on me, but I really want her to have a crush on me. Because she, she is very beautiful to me. But uh, the only way I'm going to get her to like me is if I put in the effort. Right. Fuck, bro. I did that for like four years with a girl in sixth grade. Only to hate that girl in the end. And and it was a mistake because I thought highly of myself for the rest of the trip. Where I was like, oh, here are these girls uh, who are a seven... An eight and uh, nine out of ten. So they, they were on the higher end, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, here comes these girls, and they think highly of me." So I'm, I'm gonna shy. think highly of myself. But that was a mistake, because now I'm gonna use what they said about me to justify me not going to the gym two days. Right. It was a mistake. 
hearing what they had to say. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. Uh, I think uh, more cons than pros. Um, but that trip was fun. Don't get me wrong. And uh, I think I have a plan next time I see the girl. Did you at least get numbers and stuff or what? Uh, no, I didn't want to do anything. With, I didn't want to do, like, have anything to do with him. Understandable. Except for that one girl. Uh, she has uh, messy pink hair. Pink hair? Yeah. So... Half black, half pink. Half top, top half is black. So she wants to feel special without doing anything special, huh? Uh, yeah. I would that's give my her. that's my immediate judgmental, non apathetic feelings towards people, um, my age that do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And listen to Tyler the Creator. They're the type of girls who see skater boys and then they'll try to get into skating and do it for about two weeks and then they'll <laughs> skate for another two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh. But my plan is, next time I see this pink-haired girl, which is the only one I like, I'm going to... She's like a... Like like you said, one of those girls... Or she's a different... She's just... not. Uh, she wants to be different. She wants to be oh, different. Okay. She wants to be different. So at, a, at parties, she'll lock herself in a room. And my plan was to knock on that room, and then she'll think it's her mother. No shot. But then it'll really be me. And I will tell her... The line I have never been able to use, which is, let's go outside, I'll save you. And she'll be like, save me from what? And I'll be like, I'll save you from your bedroom. <laughs> What's so funny about that? No, I don't know. I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's good. I'm just, I'm just picturing. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's good. I Because if you want to get a girlfriend, you have to put in the effort. And, and I've, I, dude, I've thought about this so much in the past two weeks, dude. Seeing this girl... Seeing the girl from Dutch Bros. Uh, Is the girl from Dutch Bros a different girl from the one yes. you talk? Okay. Pink hair and Dutch Bros girl. And high school prom girl. Senior senior year prom girl. That. It, it just put me in a mindset where I was. I was doing the stuff I was doing. So that way they would like me. Yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense now. I just need you to get to that point so I could, like, understand it. Do you actually plan to see this girl anytime soon, or? Uh, I, dude, I'm... We'll circle back. We'll circle back. Okay. Uh, two weeks ago, I asked you to come up with dilemmas. So, share just one of your dilemmas. I think I only have one dilemma. Okay. But it, it, it kind of... It kind of covers a lot of things that I think about on a regular basis with just this one dilemma. Um, it's really a, about a balance of fulfillment and happiness. Because I think I can't decide how much, how much of my life I should spend not doing things I don't want to do, but will lead me to doing things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. So there's things that make me happy, which is playing video games, um, hanging out with friends. Uh, let's see, maybe going to the movies, going to the malls, doing things that cost me money. They don't really bring me anything other yeah. than just like, a they good, won't bring you anywhere. Yeah. They, they won't, won't get me, you anywhere. Yeah. They're not going to get me anywhere, but they're going to like, they give me dopamine. Like uh -huh. I can sit there and I could do it all day because I enjoy doing it. And then there's fulfillment which video games don't bring me fulfillment. Um, when COVID first started, 
I was super hyped because like don't have to go to school I can play video games all day because video games make me happy and then when I kept playing them every day and every day I by like two months in I was like holy hell this is not fun anymore I realized that there's a massive difference between being fulfilled and being happy so now ever since those those moments I constantly question whether what I'm doing is making me happy or is making me feel fulfilled and then there, the opposite is also true like sometimes I'll be working and I'll get home and I'll feel fulfilled because I made maybe like 70 bucks mm -hmm. that day or I got get home from the gym and I feel fulfilled because I'm one step closer to a um a body that I can be confident in and then I have to sit there and wonder like but but am I happy at all doing this and I feel like it, it's it's difficult to to know how much happiness should be within my fulfillment and how much fulfillment should be within my happiness and this is kind of a, a more fresh thought I'm still kind of trying to think this one out so there's probably a lot of um, holes in it but I'm kind of of the mindset now that if it doesn't bring you fulfillment and if it doesn't make you happy there's absolutely no reason to do that thing at all like you should just cut it out of your life it's useless like um uh, let's, let's say like, let's say like you have a pet or something. I'd say taking care of that pet could bring you a sense of fulfillment. It may not make you happy, but make, you know, taking care of something as you take care of yourself, um, is a good way to bring about a better world. So I think that would be fulfilling. I think, let's see, like if you don't, enjoy spending time with certain family and it doesn't it simultaneously doesn't make you feel fulfilled it might sound kind of shitty but it's like there's no reason to be around that part of your family then um especially with like friends and stuff like if they don't make you happy and they're also not enriching you and um just helping you become a better person you have no reason to be near those people so it's like I'm not discounting anything that can bring you pleasure, like video games. Um, I only do those because they make me feel good and they make me feel happy when I do them. Um, so there's not absolutely no reason not to do it. But um, you shouldn't do it all the time. I agree. Yes, but like that's that's kind of what I'm struggling with is like how much should I be going for fulfillment and how much should I be going for happiness when they don't meet. Because obviously there's things I do where they kind of meet. Um, like when I make music, uh, I feel fulfilled because there potentially could be a career there. And as I'm not super good at it yet, learning about those things is super duper satisfying. It's like when I kind of happen across a new musical concept and I do it on accident and then I like learn more into it. I feel like the fucking second coming of Mozart, um... And then, so yeah, then when I play video games, it's like, it's kind of difficult because I enjoy playing video games. Video games make me more happy than making music. So I'll catch myself playing video games instead of making music. And the thing is that while one makes me happier, there's one part that brings me fulfillment and happiness. Because fulfillment doesn't always feel good. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, that's kind of, it's like, it's difficult to put into words that, like, I should be doing this because I feel both happy 
and fulfilled doing it. But when I play video games, it's straight happy. But it's so much happy and so much dopamine that it kind of clouds my judgment um, as to what I could be doing alternatively. Happiness makes you want to do it again. And fulfillment makes you want to take a break from doing it and then do it. You, you understand me? Makes you want to take a break from doing it and then do it. Yeah. yeah, I think I get you. Because happiness, happiness, you're happy with somebody. Hey, I want to see you more. You're not happy with, with your boss, but it's something that you're like, oh, at least I, I finally talked to my boss. I don't want to talk to him for another two weeks. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Because, like, I did not want to actually talk to him and defend myself. I was perfectly fine, like, sitting, like, never seeing the guy again and just quitting my job. But I, I had to, like, really think about how am I going to feel in the future about this? How am I going to feel when I when I talk to people in the future? When I'm giving interviews to paparazzi 20 years from now, and they're asking me about my early life and early jobs I had, I want to be able to look back on the time I had to quit my job because of a shitty boss and be able to say it with some dignity and honor that that place was not the place for me and that I wasn't having to tuck my tail and run away. It's, um, yeah, it's a lot like that. Uh, I definitely like your point of view of trying to find a balance because I feel like some people don't try to find a, they, they never try to find a balance or some people don't even know what makes them happy. Or fulfilled. That's or fulfilled. even scarier. That's also scarier. I like your point of view because it's it's a everything in life. I I I am a firm believer that everything in life needs to have a balance between friends, work, and whatever else you're doing. Whatever else you're doing, there's a time for work. There's a time for school. There's a time for the gym, and there's a time for friends. And what matters is doing the balance or what you think is a balance. Because what I might think is a balance, you might not think is a balance. Right. It's like, it's like density, you know, a pound of iron or a pound of feathers. Exactly. They're the same thing, but different. But different. It's... it's I. It's a different point of view. Balance. Balance. One of my dilemmas, I when I stay up late at night, this is what I think about, is do I want to lift and get the body I want it? Or do I want to dedicate 100% of my time to only running? And when I mean running, what I mean lifting is, is being a fucking winner and having a body nobody else has. Or what I mean by running is 100% and put myself in races and win those fucking races. So it's either 100% of this or 100% of that. Do you know what I mean? I do. I feel like it's, it's kind of resonating with how I feel. Like, let's represent lifting as you want to fulfillment or happiness. Which one would you say lifting uh -huh. is more like? Uh, fulfillment and uh, okay. very little happiness. Okay, and then yes, running brings you very uh, happiness, a, a high happiness, and very little fulfillment. Yeah, because what you want is a, a what body. What will bring me happiness? Or no, no, no. Keep on going. Keep on going. What you want is like a body that you can be proud of. Uh huh. But running doesn't bring you that, but it makes you really happy. Oh yeah, I think 
there's a lot of parallels in between what we're talking about here. Yes, yes. A mirror, mirror image, mirror image. Crazy. And didn't even plan this out. I it, I'm going off the head. And when I stay up, the reason why I think about running is because I used to be a, a winner. I won races. Right. It got me what I wanted. It got me the girl I wanted. But it made me happy because because when I started running, I didn't say, oh, I'm going to start running because it's going to get me the girl I want. It's going to give me bitches. It's going to get me the results I want. And it's like the same thing with lifting. When I started lifting, I was like, I'm only going to lift because I want her. I'm only going to lift because I want to be different. It, it, it's it's like fulfillment. I'm only going to do it because I want her to like me. And with running, I did it because I wanted to. And she liked me because I wanted it. It was, it was, uh, she was, her liking me was a side effect. Right. I put in the effort. She saw that I put in the effort. She liked that I put in the effort. And I liked that I put in the effort. It's kind of sounding like it's actually the reverse. Uh, maybe I'm confusing you. Maybe I'm confusing you. I liked running. Yeah, I, and it I made me happy winning. And it made me happy winning. And me winning brought the things I wanted. Exactly, yes. I think, yeah, continue. I, I'm kind of getting it. Now, working out, sure, makes me happy. But I'm, I'm, I'm doing it almost in a sense of somebody else, for somebody else. I'm doing it because the average guy has, doesn't work out, plays video games. At least our age. Yeah. At least our age. And, and if you want a girl to notice you. You, ha you have to stand out. You have to be a winner. Got it, got it, yeah. I don't have that same issue in terms of working out. I, I mostly do it just because I've been really skinny all my life, and I'm tired of hearing people say how skinny I am, as if it's a joke and that it's less rude than calling someone fat. I think it is just as rude to call someone skinny than it is to call someone fat. And people don't realize that because people think, that they want to be skinny, but they don't know what being skinny actually is. It's people taking their middle finger and their thumb and wrapping it around your wrist and like seeing how much space there is between your your middle finger and their thumb. And it's uh it's embarrassing sometimes. So I didn't have too much of a problem not like I I don't go to the gym because I wanna impress girls. Of course it's going to be a, a wonderful side effect and maybe another year to come but more than anything it's like i'm not going to be looking at myself in the mirror and hearing all the stupid ass things that my middle school bullies would call me you know twig skin and bones stuff like that worst part is is when i hear it from my family as well and my family doesn't mean anything by it or at least they don't try to they don't realize that they're hurting my feelings when they say it but it hurts the most hearing it from them but as a young sixth grader how am i supposed to talk to my parents about my insecurities you know that's my that's my that's my hormonal state where I don't talk to my parents. Yeah. I don't have a 
but I used to run as well. And r running, I was really, really good at. And I hated every second of it. It was so goddamn boring. Like, I already gave my whole story on, I think it was like the second episode or something. Um, yeah, I just didn't enjoy that in the slightest. But I would still do it, um, especially when gyms were closed during early COVID. I would still try to go run because I would notice that I'm not super skinny anymore, but I'm not going to the gym, so that can't be a good thing. Yeah, I had to go run for a bit every now and then. Yeah, that's one of my dilemmas. Either running and being a winner or or okay. lifting and having the body and getting the girl I want only because I lifted because it felt like that's what she wanted. Okay, I'm going to try and simplify this and tell me if I'm correct or wrong. Okay. So running allows you to feel like a winner because uh -huh. you were good at it. Because I was good at it and I like it. Right, and then lifting... You're you're just starting out, so you're not good at it. It's kind of a weird term of phrase to say whether you're good yeah, at lifting yeah. or not, because like, how do we judge that? But like, let, because you're new to it, you're not good at it, so you don't feel like a winner when you do it, so you don't want to do it. That that's correct. That's correct. But the the problem is, so you don't enjoy lifting then? I I do. But it's also like a burden, you know, where I'll get right. home from work and I'll be like, oh, I had like, it's like, it's like I had to take care of my kid. It sounds bad. <laughs> God, it sounds fuck bad. Fuck my kid, bro. It yeah, I get bad. what you're saying. But it's like, oh, it's there. Like, I have to do it. I'm going to do it because I have to. Right. As for running, I'll be at work and I'll be like, I can't wait to, to start running because it's what I love. As opposed to the gym where I'll be at work and I'll be like, oh, I still have to go home and go to the gym you know, f fulfillment versus happiness. Yeah, I think the part that confuses me is when you incorporate... Females. Females, because... side of, It's a side effect. Because, like, I'm trying to think of what the equivalent... Like, what's the side effect of... Because it sounds exactly like you lifting sounds like me making music. I don't always want to do it. Uh -huh. But when I do want to do it, I'm very happy that I'm doing yeah. it because I feel fulfilled. And then video games, that's... Like, when I'm at work, it's like, oh, I can't wait to go play video games. But like, I don't gain anything from playing video games. I guess I could if like maybe a, a streaming career or YouTube was something I was interested in. But I learned that too much of it I really don't like doing. Um, like it only take it like my burnout period is about two months of being able to do that. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to do it. So I know that a Twitch career or YouTube wouldn't be something that I would want to do um, long term. So yeah, I, I don't know what the equivalent to like getting females in my respect would be i guess um having making money doing things that i enjoy doing is like i'd say that's probably my equivalent like me money is probably what females are to you in this situation to where you can get them either way but one's going to be a side effect of the other where one wasn't that probably is really confusing but i i understood it perfectly <laughs> it's difficult to explain because uh it, it, it works for a lot of situations now i want to talk about something else okay and how long do you want to go for today uh i think this would be the last thing we'd talk about all right i don't know if you have something else to share you can share it right now i want to end off with this i don't think i have anything okay so oh i do okay go ahead okay so 
um, as a side effect of me having 40% of my time every day being void, it took me a while to figure out like, okay, what do I, what am I going to do to fill this time? And I come across a new show called Evangelion and I've become so enthralled in this fucking world. I've gone down a fucking rabbit hole and it is a deep ass rabbit hole. So I took the time to watch the show, all the movies, um, as well as like the, the rebuild movies. Um, for those that watch Evangelion know exactly what I'm talking about, but at the moment I'm working on reading all the manga for it now. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm doing this is because I decided that my next project, artistic project that I'm going to throw myself into is going to be a video essay about Evangelion. Um, and just covering every aspect of it. Like all the music I've been listening to for the past two weeks has only been from the soundtracks of the movies and the shows of that, uh, uh, of that series and uh, all the books I've been reading have been all the manga for that show and then all the time I spend in my free time is watching the show or rewatching the movies because I didn't understand it the first time who would and I've also decided I'm not gonna because it's such a convoluted show everyone has their opinion on what it's about and what it means I initially wanted to figure out what the ending meant but I decided against it and that I'm going to keep on consuming it until I can have my own meaning to it. And that's what I'm going to do with this next project is it's just me consuming as much of this world as I can and then doing like a four part video essay on it. Um, probably like two months from now because that's how long I think it's going to take me to do. But yeah, I, I started, I got like a fucking four page doc already of all the things I've been trying to rationalize the thoughts about. Now let me ask you, is this video essay and these four pages, you you writing these four pages you have already, is this bringing you fulfillment or happiness? It is bringing me fulfillment. This also has a good amount of happiness in it too. Like it feels like music. So every part of my day I don't want to do it, but because it's fresh and new, I want to do it a lot of the times. Like a I just gotten the first edition uh, or the first volume of the manga yesterday, and I burned through that as quickly as I could because I was super excited about it. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a really good middle of the road because it brings me happiness, and just making things brings me fulfillment. Another thing that I did was um, Colin, my little brother. He came to me, um, and he's having trouble with like finding clothes in his size, and I totally relate to that. I had that problem when I was his age too. Because we're both skinny as hell. And he he wanted this specific pair of pants. And we couldn't find a pair of pants that were like that at the mall for him. So he gave me an old pair of his pants that already fit him. And he said, do this to this and this to that. And it was, um, I think it's my third thing that I've worked on in terms of clothing designs. And it came out really good. That's good. And did the pants bring you happiness or, or fulfillment? This one was a, a little more fulfillment. I didn't really want to work on clothing at the moment. Um, but it felt good to know that what I was doing is a useful skill and to make it better as well as help my brother. So it didn't make me as happy, but I, it still felt good to do it. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Is that all you wanted to say? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So recently... Recently, Tyler dropped a new song, correct? Yeah. And with that new song came a music video. Yeah. 
And let me let me just ask you, have you read the comments? I've no. told you this, but I you you'll know what I'm saying. You'll know what I what I mean by this. I've talked about this before. Right. But the comments and the people writing the comments are fucking idiots, dude. <laughs> what happened? They're they're it's like they're asleep, dude. They're asleep and they haven't woken up yet. Are they negative comments? I can't imagine they would be. No, they're not. In a sense, for me, that they are negative. Yeah. But some of the comments are, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, um, uh, there was a comment I read the first day it dropped. It said, "Ah, fuck, I can't remember what it said." But uh, look, uh, let me read you. Tracy Placid said, "Every time I watch this, it makes me smile." I'm so excited for what Tyler's about to bless us with. Hope you don't have to wait much longer. June 25th, bro. Crazy. This was one day ago. You, Tracy, you are a sheep. You are asleep and you're a fucking sheep who follows everybody else around. If you want to be happy, go make yourself happy. Don't expect Tyler to fucking drop something and make you happy. Why does Tyler have to live up to your idea of what happy is? Go Damn. suck a dick, dude. Let me... Here's another comment. Tay, T-A-I, 21 hours ago. Tyler gotta hurry up and direct the movie already. Okay, that shit's even worse. Could you imagine the creativity of the visuals and the soundtrack? Shit would be a masterpiece. You two, Ty, are fucking asleep. You, yourself, go make a fucking masterpiece. Don't wait for somebody else to make a masterpiece. Go suck a dick, dude. Make a masterpiece yourself, dude. Like you said, why you used to look at Tyler, create clothes and drop clothes and be like, oh, this is so dope. Right. I want to wear what he made. But no. And then he would drop some, he would drop and you would be like, oh, he took so long to drop. Why is he taking so long? I don't even like some of the pieces. Go fuck, fuck yourself, dude. Like you said, why I'm going to make clothes. That I want to wear. And you know what inspired you? Tyler making his clothes. Right. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. These people are all wanting Tyler to give something to him tangible. But what Tyler gave to me was the inspiration and the confidence to do all the things that I like he does, but do them myself the way I would do them. Ty, why are you going to fucking wait for somebody else to create a masterpiece? You know about this, Daniel. I'm about two sentences in. Of my my 30-page movie. I'm two sentences in. But going back to it, why am I going to wait for somebody to direct a movie that I have in my head already played out and call it a masterpiece if I can create the masterpiece? Why am I going to wait and suck your dick until you come all over my face and that come as that fucking movie? No, bro, you suck my dick, right. and I come on your face, huh? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. The thing is, um, when you read that first comment where they were talking about how the song brings them a lot of joy, I, I was about to stop you because what I'm doing with my next artistic project, doing a video essay of Evangelion, is just a really big version of that comment where I'm trying to explain what I think it, the kind of feelings that it brings me. But it, it took me, like, I realized the difference here is that they're going to sit there and be okay 
with just that feeling and then consume uh, what Tyler drops and then have have a feeling based on how good or bad what he dropped was and just leave their life at that. They're not going to do anything with it. The difference is that when I'm going to do my video essay for the series of Evangelion, I'm going to provide something to the world, um, a, a perspective of this show and the feelings to be gathered from this show in a very good video format. Now, let me ask you, the people who are going to see your video, would you rather have them be inspired by your video to make their own video? Or would you rather have them wait for another one of your videos to suck your dick and be like, I'm never going to create one of these videos. I'm right. just going to wait for him to do it. Exactly. Yeah. I would rather Which one be, would you rather have? 100% rather than be inspired. You would, you would have, like I said, this podcast, dude, it's great and all that people are going to listen to it and they're going to say nice things. But what I want in the end is for somebody else to create, to, to listen and to do what I'm talking about. Right. You no, Don't think about it and keep it to yourself. Create it into the real world. Like Jarrell. Jarrell. Uh, Jarrell. He said he listened to our, or he's, I don't know how long he's been thinking, but uh, you told me that him listening to the podcast made him think about starting his YouTube channel again. Yeah. That's what you want to hear, dude. I started a YouTube channel because of you. Who doesn't want to hear that, dude? It's like, like, sure, I'd rather have people say nice things about what I've done, what I'm going to do. Happiness versus fulfillment. Versus fulfillment. Me making this podcast is a sort of fulfillment. Sure, it brings me some happiness. But when people are like, yo, I did this because, because of you. Uh, I didn't wait around. That should bring you happiness. 100% happiness. And it pisses me off, dude. Uh, and here's an, here's another comment. This one is so blatant and out out there, dude. I love the video, comma. Please do the Shining parody with this. Who the fuck are you to wait for Tyler to make a Shining th parody of the fucking music video? Go fucking do it yourself. And at the end, he said, to be honest, that may go against your modern theme. Who the fuck are you to claim to know what his modern theme is? Right, yeah. I get you. what you're saying. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, who are you to ask this stranger something that takes an incredible amount of their time, heart, and soul to do? Who are you to ask them to do, to do this and that for you? Cameron Cannon, go suck a dick, dude. You're a loser. And you're... You still have to wake up, bro. You still have to wake up. <laughs> I feel like it feels bad talking about these people. But it feels, then again, I'm talking about their thoughts. And their open thoughts. Because these are comments. Anybody can see them. They're comments. Anybody can see them. And, and it, so, look, like I said, empathy. Why are they saying this? Because they're asleep. Maybe I shouldn't talk about them in that way. Like I said, that's something I want to work on. Empathy. A boy is a gun. The fucking comments in there piss me off. You, you remember I told you about this? Yeah. Uh. Who. Who are you. To. Claim you know 
what the theme is. And who are you to wait for something to make you happy? Who are you to sit around and wait until Interstellar 2 comes out? <laughs> no, dude. You should get the fuck off your ass, dude. And type Interstellar 2 yourself. I agree. Yeah, uh, remember when I told you I feel like Star Wars, uh, Disney should make a movie about Palpatine? Yeah. And like his whole thing. And then I was like, fuck that, alright? My goal is to fucking buy Disney. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but my, my life goal is to buy Disney and gather all their assets. Essentially, I have a monopoly on entertainment so that I can take the business out of art and then um, make a Palpatine movie my goddamn self. That's like one of the things I'm most excited for because I love Star Wars. And I think Palpatine is easily one of the best characters. And when I was earlier in the last year, I was like, man, it would be so great if they made a movie about him. And then I woke up and I was like, fuck that, bro. I need to make this movie myself. And I will be ridiculously unhappy if I'm not the person who gets to make that movie. If someone makes that movie before I do, I'll probably be a little bit, a little bit, um, uh, a little less reason to live. But I still got a million other projects that are worth living for. Go, go suck a dick, dude. Go suck a dick. <laughs> Everybody in the fucking comments, Dan, oh, I waited so long for this. Go suck a dick, dude. Suck a dick. Like you didn't do anything. You existed, and he waited so long for this for you to be able to hear it. You're a fucking sheep who is still asleep. You're a sheep who fucking follows everybody. You went else. about many days, and you probably didn't even think about Tyler or any of his music. And then when he drops this, you're like, oh my god, I I'm so happy it's finally here. It's like, fuck you, dude, alright? Many, many days in a row of your life, you were living your life and just existing doing what you need to do to get through each day. And then you base your happiness and um, excitement around a human being who knows nothing about you, doesn't know you exist, and he doesn't make the art for you. He makes it for himself. Exactly. That He does it for himself, bro. He does it for himself. Perfect. Some of the comments just piss me off, dude. And But then again... Should I care what the comments say? Because they, they they are asleep and I'm awake. In that sense of 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 the side of being the creator and being the viewer. Should I care? No. Another mistake I committed right there. Should right. I care? No. Yeah, another thing is that um Oh my god, I had such a banger of a Counterpoint, I can't remember it now. Continue. And then, um, why, why sit around, dude? Like, um, uh, I asked you when I'm, when I'm, when I am, uh, what's the word? Uninspired. When I'm uninspired. When I'm, I'm, my brain oh, is fried. That's what I was saying. I, I watch... A boy is a gun video, not because it makes me happy, but because it'll inspire me to do, not to think, right, right. not to keep it to myself, but to, to, to give it to you and give it to anybody in the open. Right. The thing I was going to say was while 
we're just using Tyler as like a perfect example because it's relevant at the moment. He didn't. He's not dropping this album for anyone else. He's not dropping it to make you feel happy. He's not dropping it so that, um, you know, because you waited so long or because you're happy for it. Alternatively, for us, he's also not dropping it to inspire us. He's dropping it because he wants to drop it. We just happen to be inspired by it. And it's your choice if you're going to get inspired, if you're going to sit around. And be fulfilled or happy. And be, be You're either going to sit around, option one, you're going to sit around and suck a dick and wait for a second dick to come by every couple of months <laughs> to suck on because it what it's what makes you happy. Or you're either going to s- suck a dick one time, know what it feels like, and then be the dick that gets sucked. Damn, that was that was a great analogy. I thought you were kind of crazy <laughs> for a second. I was like, what is this guy talking about? That was actually, yeah, that was a perfect analogy. Either suck a dick, bro, or be the dick that gets sucked. I, I think we can just end it there. That, that's, hey, man. that's the title of the fucking podcast. Be, suck a dick or be the dick that gets sucked. <laughs> hey, uh, end this off with the quote. Okay, um, uh, I, I realized a lot of the things we were talking about today are all, can be allegory for fulfillment versus happiness. Oh, that's good, that's good. Because even what you were talking about with, uh, watching a boy is a gun, it doesn't make you feel happy to watch it, it makes you feel inspired. To do and not to think. To do, to do and have it in the open versus have it make me happy Think about it and keep it to myself. Yeah. Thank you.